to me. Oh, I, I see that you decided to swallow the red pill. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, what's up, everyone? I wanted to do a quick introduction to this podcast. There was a lot of technical difficulties last night. We lost Josh a couple of times. We didn't officially start the podcast. We just started blabbering and having fun and talking. So this is kind of a free and, as Josh likes to call it, an open mic kind of night. So it's a little bit all over the place. Some pieces might be cut out uh, due to editing and random things that happened, lost signal and stuff like that. But it's a lot of fun. It's really funny. We had a good time. And here you go. When I was in high school, they were like, hey, man, so you can you can pick a pandemic if you want. Uh, but it has to be a pandemic. And I picked SARS. Right. And they looked at me like, that's that's not that's not a pandemic. Like that was something that happened and then just left. <laughs> that was when I was a kid. <laughs> so I was like, OK. So they, they really tried to get me to do the Spanish flu or, or, you know, like the bubonic plague when I was a kid to, you know, talk about it. But I was really into SARS, man. I wanted, like, right. when we were kids, they were talking about it and we were freaking out. Like, I remember that. Um, you know, especially my, with my parents, they, both of them worked in Asian companies, you know, that frequently traveled to those Asian companies on a daily basis. Um, like, it scared the hell out of me when I was a kid, you know, and uh, I, I still ended up doing the, the project anyways. Uh, I got a lot of information, you know, did the project and it's kind of crazy how it's hitting me now. It's the same thing. It's mm. the same thing that happened. Oh, yeah. This is SARS 2.0. Oh, yeah. 100%. I agree with that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. This is, and it's going to keep happening until we do something about it, unfortunately. Yep. So what are we going to do about it? Are we going to let uh, Bill Gates make us a vaccine or what? Ah, uh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. All right, hold on, hold on. We'll, uh, we'll start the podcast officially because it's already going to get right. good. So. <laughs> Anyways. Um, uh, before you start it, can you, did you start it already? No, no, you're fine. Okay, before you start it, can I have some ground rules? Go cursing, swearing. Like, anything like that. Like, what do you mean? You don't want that? No, no, I'm saying, like, what's your ground rules? Like, what do you want? Oh, I, oh I want to know it's open. We don't believe this in This is censors. our... This... This podcast is our... What we're going to call our open mic night. So, pretty much anything oh, okay. goes. You know? You know, I had yeah. to, like... I had to like you, you're talking about this podcast, and you're like, "Hey, man, I want you to come on a podcast, dude." I had to desensitize myself for like the past seven days. Like, man, I can't say swear words all the time. You know, I'm getting good. Oh, no. Like you can tell. No. No, now, man, hell no, hell no, oh. no. Uh, our podcasting and radio is essentially the only thing that we have left that's not censored. So. Yeah, by the FCC. Yeah, yeah, and and YouTube and all that other shit. So, and we post on Spotify and stuff like that. So they're still open to whatever. So it's good. But, oh, it's crazy uh, thinking about it. Yeah, huh. podcasts uh, and streaming are literally the only things left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
100%. So, yeah, usually I just count down. That way I can cut the beginning of this out because it's already started. Well, real quick. So, just go back and edit. Real go quick, ahead, before you, you do the three, two, one thing or whatever. Um, so, your first name is Gary, and my first name is Gary, too. I don't go go by it. I go by, by Josh because my dad has – that name too so but anyway. oh man yeah. <laughs> that's uh, funny yeah so. us poor bastards dude i know right <laughs> like getting, getting that is one ugly ass name bastards dude oh well <laughs> like hey. no originality my mom's like i'll take my grandpa's first name or my dad's first name and then my husband's middle name <laughs> hey Gary oh my Robert. god <laughs> i i i just realized something it just fucking clicked my dad's first name was Gary, and his middle name was Robert. Fucking, I just fucking clicked, man. Wow. That's really weird. That's really weird, man. Damn it. I have never met another Gary <laughs> Robert before. That was my dad, man. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. I want to meet your dad. Oh, it was your dad? Yeah, God he passed soul, like man. two years ago, but yeah. Man, God rest his soul. Yeah. We, we, d- dude, I... <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna send you an invite. I'm gonna get you a, a Facebook friend request. All right, cool. There's literally a uh, a group of nothing but Garys. It's okay. a society of Garys. <laughs> Sweet. Um, there's there's not very many of us left, so we got to stick together, man. Oh yeah, man. All right. Cool. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. Oh shit. Uh, I wish I was that unique. <laughs> Joe, dude, you're Joe Exotic, man. Hey. Yeah, that's literally my picture on everything. I know, I see it. You're the yeah. the first guy I've ever met that has the last name that sounds like a first name. So, you know. Trailer? Albert. Oh, uh, yeah, well, you're you, talking about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I got three first names. Joseph Michael Albert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My last name's French, damn it. It's Trelore. <laughs> Any dude, anytime Jesse Smollett. Anytime someone made fun of me, like trailer, what the fuck is that? I'm like, it, it's uh, Trelor. They're like, what? Trelor. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Uh, see, see, that's like uh, it would be hard for me if somebody said, "What the fuck was that?" I, I, the first thing that comes to, to my mind was that's the <laughs> the thing I. <laughs> I met your mom in the other night. That, that that just popped in my head, you know. Trailer. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, oh shit. shit. Oh, <laughs> all right. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm already. Uh, no. <laughs> all right. Dude, the bad thing is I'm going to have to include half of this in the podcast because it's so funny. <laughs> hey, go for it, man. There, I, I, I kid you not. There's a secret underground society of nothing but Garys. Uh, this this started in Britain. Oh, damn, actually. I didn't know that. It's Shit. it's dead serious. It started in Britain. I met a guy in Belize. It was an older gentleman from the UK, and he's like, "Your name's Gary." I was like, "Yeah, man, my name's Gary." He's like, "He, you know," in, and uh, he started talking to me uh, about you know American stuff like that. He's like, "You know, there's an underground society of Garys, right?" On Facebook. Wow. I was like, no, nah, man. He he's like the king of it, you know. He he has like the king. Of yeah, it. he has like forty five thousand followers, Holy all shit. named Gary, all of them. 
Now, the only problem I might run into is that on my Facebook page, I don't have that name on there. Just so uh, I'll have to show some kind of proof that my first just name is Gary. Blur out your yeah. ID, man. Send a uh, picture you're going to have to get that birth certificate out here. It ain't real. Uh, you don't even want to fucking know what's on my birth certificate. That's a whole other story. I'll tell you real quick, real quick, just, just for the sake of it. When I was born, they got me mixed up at the hospital with some fucking hippie name or some shit back in the 70s. And they fucking named me Matthew Augustine Hoover. And then they had to fucking fix the son of a bitch and get me to Gary Joshua. I know it's fucked up. It's fucked up. I, I would have rather kept the other one. I would have said, what the no, fuck are you no, thinking, no. Mom? Fucking Augustine? Are you shitting me? What the fuck is that, man? Fucking you know? I hail from the... Yeah, that's a powerful anyway, name, man. I know, right? <laughs> Very powerful. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> I am a Gary. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> it's a. It's a. <laughs> it is a burden. First time I've ever been congratulated over my first name so hey that's cool well yeah. hey man you got to congratulate every gary <laughs> after this make him feel good man <laughs> that's all we got right yeah. well besides that gary <laughs> we went to school with joey i don't know if you guys remember him but he was really crazy and weird yeah don't uh, don't, congratulate. don't congratulate him can you hear me yeah yeah can you hear me yeah Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Who was the Gary though? Uh, dark haired. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was super interesting. Always wore track pants. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the Gary that I know then. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he's a fucking oddball. Yeah, he's interesting. <clears throat> and that was the only other Gary I knew. So I was like, damn it, I gotta, I gotta make a better name for myself here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I've never actually met another Gary. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, honestly. Well, no, when I went to Meridian, there was a Gary there. I've... When I went to Decatur School, so... Personally, never met a Gary younger than me. Um, That was the... He was younger. He was actually two years younger than me. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. yeah. Gary's are dying. He's an ugly mug. He's a dying species. Oh, damn. We are an old, old man name. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I almost feel bad for you guys. <clears throat> it's weird because, you know, females don't have – well, yeah, I guess Helen's kind of an old lady name. Or Barb. Barb. Fucking Margaret. Yeah, Barb or Margaret. Yeah, Barb and yep. Margaret. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Martha. Justine. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. Martha Stewart. All right, there's a lot. Yeah, that's a sexy woman right there. Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> she can fucking fold my clothes any day, if you know what I mean. <laughs> For twelve ninety nine. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Are we gonna get this thing started, you yep. fucking Yahoo's? Yeah, man. Come on. I- I miss okay. you. I miss well, you, man. I'm talking. We're just going to include the beginning audio in this, so it doesn't really matter. So I guess uh, people get to hear how we start it. Because <laughs> we've had too much good conversation. Yeah. <laughs> we learned about Gary's. 
Yeah, the secret underground society of Gary's. Yeah, you got to fucking... Where do you guys go to meet up? You guys go to, like, Bohemian, or Bohemian Grove or what? Well, now we can. <laughs> yeah, now we can. <laughs> I ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have been Dude, fucking exposed. It was literally <laughs> going to be the 170th annual Gary convention, all right? Bohemian Grove. Really freaking missed GC, out. man. <laughs> you guys probably ran into the same fucking time that all the politicians go. You guys have a little shebang together. Yeah, did you know that uh, Gary's rule the world? Didn't know if you knew that. Uh, the Illuminati is real, but it's all Gary's. Um, it fucking better you guys not are be. Fucking, God damn it. Yeah, you guys are fucking <laughs> screwing society right now. Yeah. <clears throat> Please tell me. Get your shit together. Please tell me you guys have played Fallout 3. Please, Xbox. Uh, Fallout yes. 3. Okay, yes. Vault, Vault, Vault seventy two with all the Garys. That was awesome. Come on. Oh, yeah. all the all the Garys coming after you. Yeah. Oh, Gary. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> oh. All right. Um. So yeah, we'll go ahead and start this. We'll make it official now. So. Welcome back to uh, the podcast, everybody. We uh, have decided to include our little beginning shenanigans. So technically it's already started, but we'll try to get on topic now. Um, as always, I'm here. I got my buddy Josh with me. Yep, He's I'm always here. here. Yep. And then uh, we got a guest today, uh, old buddy from school named Gary. Um He's gonna How's it going, guys? Hang out with us and tell us a little bit of stuff. Yeah. Um, Gary, do you want to tell them how we met or what you do for a living or anything like that? Or do you just want to fucking be anonymous? Uh, you know what? I can. That's fine. Uh, me and Joey met. We met back in uh, middle now, school s- long time ago. Stand up in front of the class. <laughs> stand now. up for the class. Tell us about, tell us about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, me, me and Joe, we, we knew each other back in middle school. We were we were good good buddies. Uh small town, you know, school. So became pretty good friends. I moved away, ended up uh moving away from him. Didn't really talk or see him for a while until, you know, in our twenties. So thank God we got to reconnect again. Um but yeah, I uh so my job right now, unfortunately, uh I was laid off back in in uh, in August. Uh, the contract that I was on for the uh, the electric company had expired, and uh, they offered me a job in a different in a different state. Thank God I didn't accept it because it would have been you know in this heat of COVID. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they they basically offered me another job, and then I didn't take it. So. Uh, I'm looking looking to apply for a journeyman's apprenticeship or something here in uh, Indiana, so I could do what I did in the military. Um, I was an electronics technician for the Marine Corps for six years. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I I, uh, I did a oh, lot yeah. of fun stuff, you know. And then I did a job transport transfer change, and ended up becoming a foreign. So our, our actual job title was uh, an advisor, which doesn't make any sense to people that don't know what that means. So what it basically means is uh, 
<laughs> teachers. So like being a teacher to foreign infantry. Um, I would go out and teach infantry tactics to foreign countries, you know, stuff like that. Uh, build relationships, gain trust, stuff like that. It was pretty fun. That, uh, That's cool. Did they ever teach you their, uh, their tactics? Um, for the most part, no. Uh, not to Man. interrupt you, my uh, buddy Luke, he, uh, went to like Singapore and did the same thing, you know, tried teaching yeah. them, you know, infantry tactics. And then they, you know, wanted to teach them stuff yeah. and they, uh, taught, taught them how to fucking, uh, like clean a chicken oh, and yeah. okay. stuff like okay. that. Yeah. And, I get, I get, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> they, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. So when, when we do stuff like that, like foreign relations, like it's it's come and go, like we're giving them stuff, they're giving us stuff. That's you know that's how all foreign relationships work. You know we uh, unfortunately yeah. some of the stuff that you give us may or may not be tangible. Uh, I got lucky. I got two and a half weeks of jungle training, which was awesome. I mean, nice. um, that was the that was actually the British government and the. Uh, government coming together and actually doing a class for that that was that was awesome man that was nice. dude that was fun that was best two weeks of my life man yeah <laughs> did you ever yeah my buddy uh, did you ever get <laughs> to work with the sas or anything or no um so sas that's the russians is that no, the they, russians that's the <laughs> british special forces i believe I have that right? Oh, oh yeah. The uh, or what? So I don't I know if they're the SAS or whatever the hell it's called. But yeah. Yeah, I never actually got to meet them. Uh, oh, okay. Unfortunately, it would have been cool. I did get to meet like a lot, man. I'm telling. I I met like a uh, 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 completely Irish tank unit, bunch of drunks. I met like uh, tank units. Freaking nice. uh, royal units. Nice. Um, yeah, I met all kind. Like, they're all cool, man. They're oh, yeah. just like us. <laughs> they're just like That's us. Cool. They like to pick on us, but you know, toss <laughs> around the tea, toss around some tea jokes. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I the only actual cool <laughs> special forces that I've seen while I was out there that I got to train or train with was the Canadian. The Canadian. Now, uh, now, 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 it's it's funny you bring up the Canadians because I was thinking about bringing them up when you was talking a minute ago, um, <laughs> and I have a buddy out of. Well, he used to be out of <laughs> out of Paris, Paris, Illinois, where I'm at, um, and he was over in I I. Iraq and all that shit, you know, and he said that in in what he saw the Canadian army were badasses, is what he told me. I don't know if that's true or not. But. Um, the guys I seen were special forces. So, like, yeah. uh, I don't know if you guys have ever met a special forces person. But they're extremely humble, mm-hmm. and it's hard to like, unless you actually envelop your life in in one person that is special forces, and you see the badassery that they actually are. 
right. um yeah you'll you'll never see it dude they look like i i kid you not they look like fresh college kids talking oh really wow <laughs> yeah they're like i mean you'll get those few guys that are like i'm a freaking seal i'm a blah 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 mm-hmm. uh most most of them are airheads but you know other than that dude like most most of the guys that have actually earned their place like that dude they're so humble i mean okay yeah like if you actually sit down with them and talk to them and get to know them that's when the bad actually starts to come out and uh, nice. but yeah like those guys were pretty cool uh, okay cool definitely that's awesome definitely cool man uh, that's cool all right, so 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 Gary, I I gotta ask, um, um, so you worked with electronics and all that stuff, right? Yeah, that was uh. So my actual primary job before that was a uh, a ground technician for electronics, okay. and then they gave me a B class which was uh, actually working with radio systems. So awesome, that was like man. right down my alley, man. Awesome. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I, I fixed the radio systems for um, infantry units, basically, for a long time. And then uh, once I I went on my first deployment, they offered me a, uh, a job teaching. And they're like, well, you could pretty much teach, like, anything. It's going to be anything, you know. So – the first job was infantry and I was like, I have nothing. I have no idea. I mean, I know the basics, but I'm not in detail. You know what? And they throw a book in front of me and they're like, here you go. You're right. going to be a teacher. So <laughs> it was fun, man. It was, it was real fun. Okay. I just went wondering. <laughs> yeah, did they, yeah. Did they ever teach you anything about the, you know, like, 2g 3g 4g that kind of shit you know oh yeah like the sickness and whatnot whatnot like the, well, like uh, i mean like 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 the rf signals and all that kind of stuff you know yeah absolutely so uh i mean we talked anywhere from like you know hell man <laughs> i'm talking like two and three plus gigahertz i mean okay we've like the safety aspect of it, yeah, they they taught us a lot about it. They showed us, you know, the grapple we can and can't use military wise, and you know what what messes with TV stations and stuff like that. But other than that, I mean, yeah, I I pretty much got like um oh I don't know I would say anywhere from the two hundred gigahertz down is like and less is pretty much my bread and butter anything up higher than that i don't i have no idea that's all satellite communications and (laughs) right that's satellite to satellite communications and i have no idea about that crap so okay i just wonder that's cool yeah yeah Yeah. oh yeah um gary real quick i can't remember uh do you vape um when I first got out of boot camp, uh, I didn't smoke cigarettes for like, you know, three months, couldn't smoke cigarettes. So, uh, I got a little vape pen from the store when I graduated in California. (laughs) 
And uh, yeah, that's where it's where it all started. And then I, I quit, man. I had to quit. Kept uh, it getting it kept getting more expensive, like expensive habit. So I quit. Right. I just went back to dipping again. Cheaper oh, alternative. You <laughs> you, I'm telling you, man. Go for a cheaper alternative, right? The when they when they sold me on the van, I was like, oh, this is completely cheaper. You you get a you get a bottle of juice. It's gonna last you, you know, like a couple weeks. That's that's fourteen dollars, man. That's two packs of smokes, right? No, that bottle of juice lasts you reality like four days. And the bottle of juice. What the fuck? <laughs> well, maybe well, back yeah, in the day. That's true. Back, back in the day, day, man. Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. They now had you get like, you get well, 120 back had, well, now. Like, yeah, 15, the 30 mil. The 15, well, yeah. Bottles and shit, The 15 yeah. and the 30. That was the yeah, original the shit. small, man. Yeah. yeah, it started in California. Yeah, yeah. and you used to yeah, pay hella was, for uh, I had to go when I was in 29 Palms, California. I had to go to a dealer. This guy like made his own and he sold uh-huh. it to me for 20 bucks a bottle. <laughs> it was crazy, man. Like I I, I realized made his own. Do you realize that that Canada you got do, a mess Do you lab? realize that Canada is still selling 30 mil bottles for that same price? Oh yeah, I can yeah. I can only imagine. It's crazy, man. You, you know you know how much cigarettes in Canada is? Oh, I I'm sure they're expensive it's as hell, probably. But. Canadian Canadian dollars. My buddy he lives in Edmonton, uh-huh. and in Canadian dollars, it's almost nineteen dollars a pack. Jesus now. Christ! They just raised it. Yeah, it went from yeah it went from eighteen dollars to now nineteen. So. Converted into our money. You almost have to suck dick for a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> converted, converted over to our money. It's about it's about anywhere from thirteen to fourteen dollars. Yep. I got these cigarettes, man. I suck your dick. Man. So, uh, yeah. So, so this is our open mic at night. Anything goes. Oh, by the way, I believe in. Illinois, we are in day 25 of the lockdown. So, yeah. Well, hey, don't hey. talk about that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> hey, and just so you know, since we do live I'm in sure. Illinois, it's going to be a lot longer. <clears throat> Mr. Pritzker wants to keep us locked up for a little well, bit. Our governor just... Uh just stated that it could be possibly until end of June until they open Indiana back up. So, uh, you guys got a Republican government. Yeah. Governor, yeah don't you? Absolutely. Have for years, several years. Unfortunately, it's not Mike Pence or he'd probably have you guys. Out um, it. yeah. It, uh, I don't know about that, man. I'm not sure about I, that. I, I don't know about either. They, yeah, Mike Mike Pence would have kept this. He would have kept this. Yeah, uh, I think uh, we only got one state that hasn't closed down. I'm pretty sure that's Iowa. 
of all fucking places, yeah, man. The only reason why they didn't shut down was because of the corn production. Guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Guarantee it. Yeah, well, it's just now yeah. getting to be season to start planting. And yeah, and have you seen anybody planting? Yeah, no. I, I've actually seen... Uh, yeah, not yet. I've, I've seen, seen people too. turning fields. Yeah, I've seen uh, field turn. I haven't seen any planting. I've seen turning fields. It should be in the ground by now. Yeah, well, think it's still so? early. Well, well, because it's rainy season. Normally, they try to wait a little bit until you get dry ground. Uh, but yeah, normally about about now is when you start planting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mid-April to the end of April. Some people will get it in at the end of March, but it depends on what the weather's like. And the crop. You know, because if yeah. you get a frost, yeah, if you get a frost or cold weather, you know, you have a potential of destroying yeah. the crop. Well, like tonight. Tonight it's 20, uh-huh. 28 degrees, I think. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's obnoxious. Yeah. It and, you know, just last week we were 80. Yeah, isn't that crazy, man? I had to turn my AC on. I know, right? Freaking. Oh, yeah. We uh, we definitely open windows and shit like that, that's for sure. I don't think we cut our AC on, though. We needed to. Fuck, I was hot. Right now we got the heater running. Fucking about to go outside and sit. So, uh, <laughs> so, so I heard... I don't know about if it was today, but it was this week. I heard that China actually openly admitted to making the virus in a lab, storing it, and then they went (laughs) so far as to say that Obama and whoever else funded them and they're blaming us for it. In a nutshell. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, Gary, you might be able to elaborate on that more. I know that in like February they arrested mm-hmm. what a Harvard scientist or whatever that was yeah. tied to Wuhan. Yeah, they, they arrested Wuhan. a uh, American journalist in China who had suspectingly created the coronavirus and released it. Suspectingly. Okay. Gentlemen, I don't know if you know this, but we're going up against one of the biggest enemies that we'll ever go up against in our entire lives. And I'm telling you from day one, we fought for this and we've died for this. And it has to end. I mean, there. I, I'm, t- I'm. I'm coming from this at a very aggressive way, but communism needs to end. And I'm telling you, like, it, you know, countries, countries that are communist are coming out and giving numbers. Communistic countries in Africa, communistic countries in any any other country that's communistic in any other form is working with the with the World Health Organization that's giving them numbers that's you know doing all these things who's not right. the one and only communistic party that has 1.7 billion people at their expend at their expendable you know 
you you go and tell China to stop doing what yeah. they're going to laugh at you. Oh yeah. Um yeah, what what do you think about one world then? Like what do you think about uh that being the push oh. for this? I mean, that's kind of a form of communism, no, no, no. isn't it? Now, one world it, that's never going to happen. Literally. It, it I don't know if you guys are religious by any means, but religious texts even say that there is never going to be an end to wars. It's going to be an endless thing. Right. Peace will only come until Jesus comes. That, that there you literally, go. I've been saying that you know, shit. I've been saying it. Yeah. Yep. It, like, if, if, if you are a religious person and you, and you feel that way, by all means, you know, you, you feel that way. Me, personally, I do feel that way. But at the same time, if I didn't feel that way, I would still say the exact same thing. I would mention that, you know, 15,000 years ago, they've been fighting for this holy land since, you know, mankind has started. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I agree, man. Um, it's never going to end. I think, well, I guess for people, I mean, anyone with common sense, they kind of should get that the liberals are pushing for, you know, like a one world government, like everybody comes together. No, no, no. It's just uh, it's not that it's not that everybody it's unfortunately it's, yeah it's just it's not that everybody comes together it's that they want to control everybody and everything so uh, yeah so. I mean yeah it'll work I mean it works eventually uh, it's working right know, now it's 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 a Catch-22 situation, okay? Think of it this way. Communism, okay? You don't get really a choice in anything. They pick your job. They do all this. You're fed. You live a life. You die. Okay. Um, did you guys see any issue in that at all? No. There's really... I mean, Freedom. the crime rate's low. I mean, just... Freedom, yeah, but to them, they have a sense of freedom. They're able to go to the parks. They're able to do things. They have a sense of freedom. They're just not being told that they don't have the sense of freedom that Americans do or that British do. I mean, it's like it's like North Korea, for example. Like, they've been so sheltered their whole lives. They've been told and fed lies. They're, they're literally, I guarantee, I, I thought of this. I thought of this the other day. I guarantee Kim jong or whatever his name is now, Kim Il Sung, wherever he wants to be now. Uh, I guarantee he is playing <laughs> propaganda right now in North Korea of specifically white people suffering from the coronavirus. Guarantee it. I guarantee it. Guarantee it's happening right now. He's spreading it, you know, saying, oh, you can't go here, you can't go there. You know, this is why, because these guys are evil and you see all this evil happening in the world right now. It's because of all these people. That's why we don't talk to them. You know, it's, it works. And then you look at the other side, our side, and you think, well, our society works, right? Kind of. Well, what's wrong with our society? No. Yeah. Yeah. Like as a, as a whole, what's wrong with our society? We're yeah, we're divided. Well, I know that because of social media, man. Yeah, 
Everybody has a word. Everybody has a voice, man. Everybody. Everybody's Every a, uh, everybody has a voice. That's right. Everybody's Every offended or whatever. Everybody's offended. Yeah. Everybody has a voice. I mean, it's 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 insane. I literally got told that I was a terrible veteran because of a view that I had on a certain situation in politics. I got told I was a piece of crap veteran because of that. Like that it t- it just tells me what what society is willing to go to 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 further their knowledge to not know it's not knowledge. Some no. like some of these people that come out they you know they they say things and then it's like okay do you know what you're even talking about? I literally, I, I literally had a conversation <laughs> with someone. Okay, we were talking about the the Relief Act. All right, do you guys know where the Relief Act came from? Yeah. Like oh. it was, it was. It, okay, so nobody knows where the Relief Act came from. They think it was just like postulated, formulated, freaking, you know, sugar and spice, everything nice, and then the Power Puff Girls came out. Like the, that's not how it worked. Okay, Mitch McConnell. Wrote, wrote up the law. He sent it to the Senate. The reason why they sent it to the Senate first is because you could do that in a certain emergency sta- in, uh, emergency situation. So they sent it through the Senate. They passed it. Okay. Well, what a lot of Americans don't know about that situation is it was supposed to happen on a Monday, and only the Republicans showed up on that Monday. Uh, the Democrats had refused to show up due to the coronavirus. So they didn't get to vote. So they did a, an, a, uh, a majority vote since, you know, obviously they didn't show up, but you can also have a majority vote of those individuals. And uh, only right. one person was actually against the bill in the first place. Okay. Yeah, it was and that was Kentucky, Kentucky dude, because right? Because um, he wanted... Well, actually, what was his situation? He was talking about. Um, he wanted um, like a, a stand-up vote or something like that, a hand raising, or I can't oh, remember, he, or maybe that's yeah, what he no, was against. He, uh, I can't remember. The reason why he didn't sign the bill or uh, vote for the bill in the Senate seat was because he wanted them to amend <laughs> the the bill to get, you know, other propaganda further, basically. They wanted to add stuff to this bill that would, you know, further a political argument. So instead of actually, you know, just passing the bill because, you know, the emergency situation our country's in, um, we're just going to try and pull propaganda out of our butt and, and put it into the, uh, the system. Unfortunately, that guy's. I think he is a Republican too. Um, yeah, I have, I have no idea because he, he hasn't talked since, and yeah, he, he hasn't actually kind of justified why he did that. But I guess he doesn't really have to because Pelosi's kind of state taking the stage now. Um, what 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 what's killing me is every post that I'm seeing is 
Thank you, House of Representatives. Thank you, Mr. Senators. And, uh, or no, no, no. Thank you, Ms. House of Representatives. Thank you, Nancy Pelosi, for passing the bill, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I, I see two issues here. For one, you're thanking Nancy Pelosi mm-hmm. for shaking her head at the amendment. Like, yes, yeah, let's pass it. Like, okay. And then another problem is you're thanking the House of Representatives that passed it that was pretty much told to pass it by the Senate. Like, come on. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, when when you guys get these stimulus checks and and you want to actually thank something, thank yourself. Because you're the taxpayer that worked for that money, okay? Yep. You worked for that money. Don't thank Nancy Pelosi for freaking doing nothing and shaking her head yes. Don't thank... Whatever her friend's name is. What's his name? Um, uh, Moan or. Ah, oh, dang it. Coonan? Conan? Or, dang it. Cuomo. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Couldn't think of his name. Cuomo uh, Stas? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it's sad, man. Like, it's sad. They've twisted so much of this that people are thanking other people for things that they didn't do at all. Like, it doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense, man. Blows my mind. Like, they're, they're not seeing the, the bigger picture of this situation. You know, it, it, yes, the stimulus check was, you know, was designed by the Republicans Dra- you know, drafted by the Republicans, sent through, passed. The Democrats threw a fit about it, um, like really threw a fit about it. And then, you know, they do these revisions, yeah. $100 billion of revisions. Okay, um, $100 billion. Well, that would be like Donald Trump taking a dollar and throwing it out in the air. And like, here you go. It's a hundred billion dollars. Yes, I mean those revisions could have been, you know, huge things. Well, I read into these things. Okay, the hundred billion dollars is going into this is the revisions that the Democratic Party came up with. Is they want a hundred billion dollars to be put into food shelters? Okay, kind of makes sense um, at this point in time. Not yet. We don't need shelters right now. Um, you're pretty much just buying food shelters for people that were already homeless. Um, if it's that big of a national crisis, give it like two more months. Yeah, we're going to start needing food shelters. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, in the, not crazy. Yeah. Did you, um, real quick, did you watch uh, the video I sent you, Gary, of, uh, What's her face uh, talking about the breakdown of like the actual bills revisions? Of, uh, no, I didn't actually. No, I didn't watch that video yet. Y- I didn't yeah. want to. And gentlemen, honestly, if yeah, if you yeah, want to like, break that down, she screen, breaks. Can, uh, that'd be great. Like, well, there. Yeah, no, I know that a lot of it went to absolute like things that don't even deal with coronavirus, like. Um, 
I need to watch her statistics real quick while we're talking. I'll bring. I'm. I'm gonna watch it, and she brings up. I know that um, if you gave every single American um, twelve hundred dollars, like not not even every single American qualifies. You know, yeah. like some people make too much money. So I think it's like three hundred and seventy-five um, billion or something like that. I can't remember. Um, is who's getting paid and it only comes out to I'll, I'll tell you in a minute but anyways if you paid every single american it doesn't even account for one fifth of the amount of money they took you know the two trillion well, there is oh, yeah. something I, yeah, when, um, I know that they gave go ahead josh go ahead yeah cheers you there yeah, josh i'm here are you yeah. there yeah good um Sorry, no, that's all right. Uh, there was was a subject that kind of goes along with what you was talking about a minute ago. Um, uh, according to a report by MarketWatch.com, um, that the central bankers at the Federal Reserve are warning Americans that they plan to take action and enslave you for the next 18 months. Neil Kashkari, the head of the Federal Reserve Bank of Minneapolis, basically said that central bankers own you. Ultimately, the next 18 months, according to a report by MarketWatch.com. Um, basically, it says that central bankers will decide if, if and when you can run a business. They will decide what kind of life you'll live and will decide have any human rights. Cash Kari, whoever this guy is, didn't mince words. He wants Americans to be ready for 18 months enslavement and all but said that during a CBS interview on Sunday morning. So I, I just wanted to bring that up in conjunction with uh, what you just said earlier. Yeah, uh, can I be funny for like two and a half seconds? Um, yeah. So if if America wants to enslave me, at least it's America um, and not any other country in the world. Because I think if any other country in the world were to enslave me, it would probably be the worst fucking hell of my life. At least in America, like, we all kind of give a shit. So, <laughs> a little bit. You know, a little we're bit. We're already kind if, of slaves. At, at least if I was enslaved, I'd rather be enslaved in America. So, Yeah. Um, anyways, I got the, I got a little bit of a breakdown here for you on this, uh, our stimulus bill. Um, so 157 million Americans are who qualify. Um, and of those 157 million, if all of them got $1,200, it only accounts for 188 billion. So... Yeah, only 188 billion of two trillion is what people are going to get paid, and there's 327 million Americans in total 
in the United States. So if we gave every single American, let's say everybody qualified for $1,200, it still would only count for $392 billion. <clears throat> so, yeah. Where'd the rest of that money go? Where'd that two, uh, well, two trillion go, guys? I'll tell you, uh, unfortunately, with these bills, man, like anything that gets passed that quick, uh, it doesn't get revised, obviously. Uh, they passed it really fast. I mean, I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to go to the yeah, extreme we'll of enslaving us and doing crazy things like that. But uh, I, I will say this. Um, if anybody has told you that you're going to have to pay that back, that's a lie. Um, yeah, that's a 100% lie. There, it's not in advance for next year's at all. Anything like that. Uh, I did actually like read an article that, that talked about that. And, uh, it's crazy, man. Like, I, I don't understand how, like, I've seen an article by Business Insider talking about how they're going to take $1,200 from your tax return next year. And then I've seen an article by NBCSN that's talking about uh, you won't have to pay it back. Like, dude, we're so split. <laughs> like, are we going to have to pay it back or are we not going to have to? All right. Um um, I got some some more stuff here. This is where she breaks down to uh, the Democrats, like what they snuck into the bill. Um, they snuck in $7.5 million to help keep the Smithsonian uh, Museum open. <laughs> the Smithsonian? You know. That nobody's yes, going to be visiting Smithsonian during Museum COVID. In Washington, D.C., yeah, they need to make sure it stays open, so they gave them seven point five million. Twenty-five million dollars is going to the John F. Kennedy Center of Performing Arts. Oh no! Oh, we lost Josh. Seventy-five million is going to the National Art Institute. Because we need our performing arts, you know. Let's see if I can add him back here. What's crazy, man, is when she starts going into how much money they gave to the Indians for, like, what reason? Well, I'm trying to figure out how they did these revisions. Uh, um. Because, like, when you amend something that quick to get passed in, in the Senate, like, that's that's an important thing. You can't amend those. Like, you can't change those. But they actually changed them in the House. Like, yeah. they, they changed the idea, and then the president signed it. So, the, the problem that I see in that is we're letting the House now run instead of the Senate when we should probably let the Senate run instead of the House. Uh, the House is a good tool to use, but, I mean, the House is flooded with, like, <laughs> the House is flooded. <laughs> we got a lot of problem problems in our House. Yeah. 300, um, 
350 million went to um, migration assistance and refugee support. Unreal, man. Unreal. Yeah. Um, $88 million went to the Peace Corps. $88 million. Um, and, yeah, Amtrak got um, $1 million for a bailout to keep them alive. They should have died years ago. Yeah. That's unfortunate, man. Okay, four hundred and four hundred and fifty-three um, million went to um, Native American Affairs. Um, Three hundred million went to Native American programs. Um, One hundred million went to um, an Indian Community Development Area. Um, $69 million went to Indian education. Um, $500 million went to Indian housing project. Um, $1.25 billion went to Indian health. Um, well, at least we know the Indians are getting yeah, taken care of. I mean, I'm like 0.5%. Um, and she just came. Uh, My 05 she just came to the total, so um, over five hundred billion went to Indians. Um, yeah, in my total. point five percent Cherokee is tingling now. So she broke it down to compared to us, how much aid the Indians got per Indian is four thousand yeah, dollars. That's unreal per Indian. So it's unreal, man. Like yeah, it's unreal. Throwing money out the door, man. Seen it every day when I was in the military. Every single day. Yeah. So there's something that I wanted to bring up to uh, you guys. Are um, we've kind of touched on this in a previous podcast, but um, what do you guys think about? Bill Gates and this supposed vaccine and what he's doing and all that. Um, what he's doing is making money. Uh, I'm trying to make more. Uh, if you're not investing opinion. in vaccine stocks right now, you're an idiot. <laughs> Damn it, I should have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right. Go back, well, we know the pat. We yeah, we at least know the patent. We know the patent for it, so we need to, you know, look that up and see who's who's got Go it. Back, Invest in that shit. Oops, I didn't say that. Yeah. Um how how do we invest in the Bill and Melinda Foundation? <laughs> That's a good question. The bill and more the I'm looking right now. I guess the reason why I brought that how up do is I, because how do I make an investment? Because him and him and and have openly said that wanting to by next year they're they're wanting to 
do a digital ID, a tattoo, whether it be a microchip, something that lets everybody know, hey, I've got the vaccine. Hey, I'm safe. You know, I can go to work. I can go to the store. I can do all this stuff, you know. Uh, so... They actually have a, on here uh, work for profits and uh, the investment policy here on their website. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yeah. So you can't invest in them. Let's see. Annual report. Let's see their 2018 annual report. How do I invest in the bill more than that? Yeah, for real, dude. That's where the money's going to be at. How do I get after Dr. Fauci, too? Who was that Wuhan doctor that didn't die? I got some, I got some money I can invest right now. Let's see here. If, uh, so, uh, Robinhood, definitely good, uh, good stock trading app just for uh, your guys' future future uh, trading minutes. Uh If you want, oh. I can send you a link for it, and we both get a free stock. You can oh, now buy a bobblehead of Dr. <laughs> Fauci. It says that he's Is raised he over 100k in bobbleheads. That bobblehead or, or what, man? What the hell's he doing? Is he holding I, up I his middle finger too. saying I need help with him. everybody or what? I mean, what, what's he doing, man? I'm sure it's Chip's crime. <laughs> the ugliest. So, okay, so man. Gary, uh, let me ask you this. Do you foresee the United States enacting Martial law. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you right now, the day that a National Guardsman orders me to do anything is the day he earns his combat strikes. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I mean... And I ain't playing, I ain't playing nice. Be, uh, Talking to a lot of really young eighteen-year-olds, so a lot of them don't really care who you are, or who you came from. Right. <laughs> I'm, right. Just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like that is so scary to me. Like, dude, I was a marine. Yeah, I was a marine. A I lot of them are brainwashed. Time, I mean, you know, got done, got out. You know, had a good ass time. Whatever, did my time. But like. Dude, kids these days, man, whew, they got mouths on them. They don't care. They don't care who you are, what you are. They don't care about themselves. Like, dude, it's bad, man. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my buddy, my buddy Luke, uh, he's in the National Guard. And um, I've always, you know, questioned him if you were ordered to, you know, kill an American, you know, one of your own people or whatever, would you? And he said, well, I would like to think that I wouldn't. But he said, man, he said, the government is really good at brainwashing. 
So absolutely. So <clears throat> I do kind of. I don't know, man. I, mean, I, I do. I do kind of <clears throat> want to tell a story about racism and uh, what what I felt in the military and what really, really like hurt me as as a okay. white person. Like you know, this this really killed me. I I was a leader. So, you know, I, I took, I took charge of several Marines at a, you know, given, given time or whatever. Uh, and I had an individual that had just came to the unit, you know, he was real young, uh, definitely of color was, uh, was, a uh, African American Marine. And, uh, he was extremely, extremely quiet to me. He didn't want to talk to me, nothing. And me as a leader, I, cause you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a communications guy. I'm, I'm a technician. I'm a communications guy. I'm an infantry instructor on the side, but I originated as a communications guy. Do you think a communications guy is going to be approachable? Yes. He's a nerd. I'm a nerd, dude. Come up to me. I don't care. Like if you need help, if you have a question, anything, come up to me. I'm an open book. Anything. So, this guy goes and complains to the superiors that he doesn't know what he's doing, doesn't know his job, and that his leadership is failing him because he doesn't know his job. Hmm. So, I get I get chewed out. And uh, uh-huh. this is like literally the third day he's at the unit. Fresh out of boot camp, everything. And... Uh, I'm like, hey man, you know, like, what can I, what can I do to do for you to help you learn? Are you hands on? Like, dude, I'm a great teacher, man. I, I can help you out with anything. I can teach you. Like, we could do hands on. We could do. Uh, like, if you need a classroom sitting, I could be a teacher for you. Like, crap, classroom professionally. Uh, if I need to make a slideshow, I'll do that. And, you know, he just kept saying, no, 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 Corporal, you know, I, I don't need that. It's, I just don't, I'm just, uh, I just kind of want to, want to be able to get into my job setting. I'm like, oh, okay, man, you know, right on. Uh, this, you know, I'm actually going to delegate. So, you know, as a leader, you delegate things to, right. uh, to your other squad mates, you know. So, Elking. This guy's uh, middle middle of nowhere, you know, St. St. Louis metro area. He uh, definitely a country boy, <laughs> so I mean he he may be less approachable to him, you know. But I mean, it's the only shot I had. Didn't have any other, you know, marine of color that was there, so. He tried to, you know, get to talking to him, whatnot, and you know, we, uh, he, he couldn't get anything out of him. Well, I, I couldn't for the life of me find out what was wrong with this kid, man. Like I could not find out. So Elking, you know, he came, he came, and he was talking to me. He's like, "Hey, man, you know." So I seen, uh, I seen the guy that we we're talking about. Uh, he was hanging out with such and such and such and such. Well, those two guys were African-Americans. They were high-ranking, you know, individuals. He was talking to them, you know, having a good time and laughing. I was like, okay, you know, I 
I don't think this is a race thing, but could it be? So I actually went and talked to those individuals. And I was like, hey, can you, you know, get some information from him so I can understand, you know, where he's coming from. This kid came from Saint, uh, East St. Louis. Uh, he's I've been a there before. child of 13. Yeah. He's a He's a child of he's a child of thirteen. <laughs> thirteen. I'm sorry. He is a child of thirteen living in East St. Louis. Jesus Christ. In his mother's house. His mother doesn't work, hasn't worked her whole life. They've been living off social security pretty much his whole life. Um so I went to my uh, superiors about this situation and you know I I told them what what I I can't do this I, I I really can't like this this kid comes from a place that's absolutely awful I mean the only people he wants to talk to are of his own race and you know I can't I can't make him talk to me and they're like well I mean if you're not fit to be a leader, and I was like, okay, I'm not fit to be a leader because he won't talk to me because of my skin color. And that's when they opened their eyes and they're like, okay, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, nothing got done, man. <laughs> nothing. Nothing got done. It, it blew my mind that they can sit there and let somebody be openly racist like that to their superior and let them get away with it. But I guarantee if it was the other way around, I would have gotten kicked out of the Marine Corps instantly. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, man. That, it's the white man. That set me off for the military, and that's the why white I males. Because I seen <clears throat> the new era changing. I seen what was happening. I seen the Marine Corps, the Army, all deteriorating, like, very fast. So... I got out. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Wow. Yeah, I uh man, it, you see that in everyday life though, man. You can't Yeah, you can't. You can't be can't racist as anything. a white person. I can't say anything, but anybody else can say anything else to me. Yeah. Unreal. What do they call that? What do they call you if you are a bigot or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, man, I I ran into it a lot of times. I don't even say anything remotely racist because, you know, I'm not. uh, Everybody's the same to me. I'll give everybody an equal opportunity, you know. Um, I judge you by how you treat me, you know. But... um, you know, Facebook fights and stuff like that are like little disagreements, arguments, and, you know, somebody will be like, oh, you're just racist. And it's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, not even close. <clears throat> people people these days oh, are yeah. so easily and then, offended, like, man, that it know, blows my mind. <laughs> if you gave that, that person a situation to where you could be offended, there's no possible way you are offended. <laughs> it's It's insane, man. It's unreal. Oh, what's my favorite is is like these Democrats or liberal, you know, are are so anti-aggression or anti, you know, fighting, and um, you can't be sexist or you can't uh, 
be racist and all this other stuff. But the moment that you prove them wrong on a topic, like let's say on Facebook and like say you're pro Trump or something, immediately they'll fucking call you ignorant, they'll call you stupid, you know, they'll fucking anything that's a degrading term, dude, they'll call you and it's like what they're hypocrites, dude. Oh yeah. They're absolutely absolute hypocrites. Like you know, you you'll have that political fight against the whole origin of this thing. Like I if if it's the Chinese coronavirus, guys. Like it has came before. They literally called it the Chinese coronavirus. Then it became the Wuhan virus. I mean, it originated in China. We're calling it the Chinese virus. I mean Yeah, and I love Trump when the reporters are sitting there dogging no, him for that. And they're like, isn't Chinese? that like a, a racial term what? or whatever? And he's like, no, because, yeah, yeah, like uh, calling it the Chinese virus. You haven't seen that? That's unreal. Reporters no, telling I him mean... that he's racist because he calls it the Chinese virus. And he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, he's like, it's oh, from yeah, China. That. That's what he always says. I've seen, I've seen that. Meme. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. He's like, it's literally, it literally comes from China, is what he said. Kung flu fighting. It's like, yeah, like, what do you, what do you expect? You know, that's literally where it's from. Yeah, it's the kung flu virus, is what I like to call it. I'm gonna tell you, everybody was kung flu fighting. If we were to take this situation right now, I'm all yours. And if we were to stop scientifically, if we were to stop what they hypothesize is going on in China that's creating these viruses. It has been stated in 2003 by uh, several British, uh, you know, Institute of Art or Institute of Medicine uh, that actually went out and investigated the the SARS outbreak. And uh, they, they were appalled. They were absolutely appalled by what they found. They had found not only coronavirus, you know, that had been, you know, spreading throughout these, uh, these animals in the, uh, the wet markets, but also they could find strains of the common cold of the normal flu virus, the seasonal flu virus. And they could also find traces of the H1N1 that runs around in the H5N1 that runs around in the world. They have linked every single one of those viruses back to these wet markets in China. If we were to, if, if the Chinese government were to crack down on these wet markets, we wouldn't have the common, we wouldn't have the common cold or the flu. That makes sense. Yeah, I heard that supposedly the the bat that um, started it all, you know, over there isn't even within like 900 miles of like uh, the wet market. Yeah, so, uh, like it's not native there or whatever, is, uh, you know, kind of thing. Man, this is my bread and butter, buddy. This is my bread and butter. Okay. You ready for this? All right. So do you guys know what happened to the Chinese government back in the uh, 70s? Uh, so, 
uh, I so don't know. I'm, I'm I wasn't around. Historian. I, love historian. <laughs> I haven't really looked you know, at studied it. it. Uh, China was actually the worst country in the world in the 70s. They were suffering so bad in the 70s from famine, from starvation, food loss. Uh, they lost. I think it was a couple hundred, uh, might have been a hundred million, hundred million people to uh, the famine in the 70s. Uh, what really spurred that was, you know, obviously the Cold War had a huge effect on it. Uh, but a, a real big spur on that was the, uh, the droughts that they had that year or those uh, prior years. And uh, it was also ca- uh, caused by what they thought now is uh, environmental change due to uh, the expanding of the, you know, uh, coal, coal uh, power plants, stuff like that, uh, whatever that's environmentalists. They think that, but uh, anyway, uh, this famine like killed, absolutely killed their economy, destroyed the communistic government. The communistic government was almost, they were so close. I'm telling you so close to overthrowing the president. And to this day, if they would have, it could have very well been a democratic republic of China today. Um, Unfortunately, that didn't happen. The uh, communistic party had done something absolutely crazy in a communistic nation, and they privatized farming. They gave the farmers the land that they had been working on their whole lives owned by the government, not housed there. They gave them that land. These Chinese people go to this, go to this land. They don't have a house. They build a house. You know, they don't have crops. They don't have seeds. They don't have money. So what did they do? You tell me what they did. Give, give me an idea of what they did. You have no money. The uh, government just like gave what you land. the farmers did? You have no money. You're building a house out from scratch. You're going to be literally living off the land. What would you do? <laughs> uh, well, you don't eat have any anything money, so I could. Where, That's what, what you're you going at? Do? I don't know. Yeah, you're going to go kill something kill wild, it. right? Kill it. Kill something. That's where it all began. The revolution of the wild market. Right there. It it started when they, you know, obviously they didn't have anything, you know, they didn't have anything to sell. They privatized them. They said, here you go. Here's the land. Build whatever. Make our economy good again. So what did these farmers do? They caught wild animals. They started breeding them. They started selling them in the open market. And then by this time, uh, you know, the economy started exploding. It took five years, five years from China to be the poorest country with the lowest income to become the number one agricultural distributor in the world. Took five years. Why? Because they privatized the market. They got the individuals back into the, you know, the that mindset that they can make their own money. They went out, they got wild animals, they started breeding them, they started selling them, making money, more money. 
And then once they got that, that money, these, these people that like have never seen tangible money to themselves, you know, they're like, I need to make more. They go and buy exotic animals and start breeding those. They, they, at one point in time, one farmer that he had uh, been given a, a couple acre plot of land to, to plant and farm. You know what he did? He built a cage he went and captured two American black bears and then bred them, sold them on the market. He now ha- houses at least 1,200 bears at a time. All started from two bears that he bought from the black market to sell. Yeah. Jeez. So uh, the <laughs> 80s come around. Uh, Chinese market's obviously exploding because all this. Uh, I mean, y- you could buy anything in the Chinese market. I'm telling like anything you could buy South American mussels or South African mussels in a Chinese white market. They're not from South Africa. They were bred in China. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's that craziness. So uh, with Jesus. that, you know, obviously it becomes overcrowding. Overcrowding yeah. becomes a huge issue for the animals, not the people, but the animals. You've got one point. 7 billion people in China. 1.7 billion people don't eat 1.7 cheeseburgers every day. Some of them eat bat, some of them eat bear, some of them eat freaking whatever. Yeah. That's that's just how their their culture has has evolved in a very short time due to famine and due to uh crop loss. Now, I tell you, China by far is the number one agricultural economic powerhouse in the world and will always be that if they keep this up but these wet markets man the overcrowding they're they're shoving animals in cages that shouldn't be next to each other i mean i'm you you can you can you can paint the picture but until you actually see it and you see the photographs look at look at all these wet markets i mean you see cages stacked on top of each other you see ducks ducks in the top cage you see, oh, yeah. you know, ferrets in the in the middle. You see bears in the bottom, and the ducks are shitting on the ferrets. The ferrets are eating the shit and shitting on the bears. The bears are eating the shit from the ferrets because the owners don't feed them. I mean, you could you could paint the picture. That's <laughs> what's going on. That is the problem, right there. That is a virus powerhouse right there, no, it makes just freaking ready to explode. It happened in 2003. Freaked me out. I did all the studying I possibly could. And what's funny is now the studying that I've done back then is crap compared to what I've done now. You know, and, and watching all the documentaries that I could have watched back then, man, oh my God. Like, and I'm talking, I'm not watching documentaries from now. I'm watching documentaries from 2005 where they went in the World Health Organization of Britain went in and tried to figure this out. They killed British people. They were pissed. They went in, they figured it out and they were pissed. They wanted to know, Hey, I want to know why Americans are getting killed. World health organization needs to go into China and figure it out again. And what are we going to find out? We're going to find out these wet markets are once again, producing these crazy viruses, spreading them to people in, in exponential ways that gets out, 
and starts killing innocent people. I mean, like... Yeah, go ahead. Now, not to interrupt you, um, but what what do you think our solution solution is? Uh, So, the issue... So there's With always going to be a wet market. Is I'll, I stated it earlier. Um, go to China and tell them to tell them to stop. Yeah. Tell yeah. tell no I I understand what you're saying, but nuclear warheads. I don't know, man. Maybe we you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just like that. Just like that, man. But do you th- you think in order for them uh, to yeah, stop, we have to overthrow the communist government, right? Like a, a famine, a famine could wipe them out again. But I'm telling you, they're going to do it again. But uh, it's war, man. It's going to be. It's going to be. I don't even know the how, whole world against China. Yeah, I, and that's the thing. Um, and you think we'll win? Eventually, yeah. Man, I don't know how the whole world. I don't know how we would get the whole world in there. Well, I'm telling you, because you know I'm Russia you right now, and all um, them and shit, man. Russia hasn't peaked at all. They they have like little to no cases right now. Uh, Russia is very spread out. So once they start feeling it, dude, I'm telling you, every country right now, if they're not pissed off. They should be. This this isn't a, oh, this is a horrible thing that happened. It just came out of nowhere. Like, that, that that's. But that's what the liberals they want, want you, you to believe. believe. They don't this want you to think God's that it's creation fault. That just came out of nowhere. It came, killed, you know killed, killed people. It's sad. Gone. No, this doesn't happen, people. We're in 2020. Like, this isn't 19 freaking 08 where the plague's literally killing everybody. This is, no, it's not happening. Like, God is not coming and smiting us. It, <laughs> it is literally a virus yeah. that was created by individuals that were improperly keeping their animals in pens that, you know, obviously shouldn't have been together or, you know, a situation in, in uh, you know, what I was talking about with the whole animals eating their other feces, stuff like that. Like, it's a breeding cesspool, man. A breeding cesspool of viruses. Oh, yeah. No, and uh, and another thing, I guess, like a kind of a, a question I got. Um, yeah, I mean. And, uh, they eat some <laughs> fucked up shit, man. Uh, <coughs> I, I guess, like, what you just kind of already broke that down by saying, you know, they'd they were short on food, so they ate basically anything they could get their hands on. But I mean, hey, fuck, it's it's here, not like that anymore. Like, but I don't know, man. I guess I now it's just like culture, you know. Resilient, resiliently as a as a people to keep them alive, that's understandable. I understand that. Okay, you were a Neanderthal for twenty years. All right, it's time to stop being a Neanderthal and start being a like a human being. Does that make sense? <laughs> like, I, I or or. China, yeah. step in, yeah. say, hey. No, it makes sense. You, but They're communists. They can step in. You know, step in, say, hey, why aren't these wet markets cleaner? Like, okay, well, China, 
you can do whatever you want. So just go in and make it cleaner. <laughs> Don't wait till something happens and then go and clean it and be like, here guys, look, it wasn't yeah. clean. Jesus, man. Cause that's what they did. You know, they did that in the first SARS through and cleaned everything. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not t- oh, talking yeah. to the media and they're doing it they're now. Saying, they're trying oh, to got, cover up oh, everything. Cases confirmed from outside of China now coming in. Like, It wasn't us. Yeah, they're trying to blame it on us. From sure what I as hear. hell, it wasn't us. I mean, uh, I don't see anywhere in America where people are slaughtering dogs that are next to cats that yeah. are pissing and shitting on ducks, where ducks get slaughtered and, and chopped up. I, I don't see that in America. Yeah, no, man. I seen a fucking yeah. I don't video see that in America. I don't. I don't see that anywhere in America. And yeah, and the thing is, is they were, they didn't even care, dude, because it's a food source to them. And this fucking dog's like yelping and shit, dude. They're communists. They don't care. It's food. Oh my, it was fucked, They have no, they have absolutely no. It was a fucked up video. Self-respect for anything. Like anything. It's all for the government. And here's where I tell you some kind of dark stuff about this whole COVID thing. And it's got me kind of scared. So I found, I found a group of individuals. It was called 21 plus nine, something like weird Facebook group. And, uh, it was talking about how the coronavirus started in America and went to China. It was a bunch of Chinese people talking about, I joined the group. Uh, it asked, you know, what's the purpose of joining the group? I said, for debate purposes. They accepted it. I went in and I said, uh, the first thing I posted was, uh, the, the virus started in China. Prove me wrong, please. Message me. Instantly got banned, kicked from the group. So, whatever. I was like, all right, well, another route. Why don't I go to the source? <laughs> Chinese people. I'll just randomly message somebody from Wuhan in China and see if they, they'll talk to me. I messaged, I shit you not, 39 people. Did a single one of them message me back? No. Did did a single one of them read Probably my they're scared for their life, dude. No. Their shit's monitored, you know? That's what scares me. Not a single one of them read my message. So, where where can we get information and news that could properly prepare ourselves for the worst? You know what I mean? The rates here in America are are, are tripling. They're they keep pushing back all this. Oh, you know, a couple more months. It's gonna it's gonna be a couple more months. You know, maybe a month before. We hit the top, our peak. Well, if we don't know the numbers from China, which is the most densely populated country in the world, and it's got 1.8 billion people in it, and it's only got 88,000 cases, um, I'm thinking either A, China knows what they're doing, like, or B, they're not telling us something, and we're doing it wrong. Like, I, I, 
we don't know. But I want that sense of security that, hey, you know, China, it started in China, 1.7 billion people. Well, there, there's like a million people sick right now. That would make sense to me. It does not make sense that there's only 88,000 people sick right now. Does not make sense. Like, <laughs> you are not telling me that you kept 88,000 people quarantined. Yeah. You can't. It's like this. It's like it's like it's like our problem. We we it, it's going to keep spreading, man. It's going to keep spreading, even though we're in lockdown. Unfortunately, uh, because you got you got drug dealers, you got you know Walmart. Everybody's going out, doing this, doing that. No more, you know, social distancing. All this we're shortening the hours of stores. We're shortening oh, yeah. the hours of uh, of gas stations, stuff like that. We're fucking over the truck drivers. So congratulations. Not only did you screw over the truck drivers, but you also did this thing called a bottleneck. And the bottleneck is where obviously, you know, you have the contents in the bottle, right? You have all the people in the world in a Pepsi bottle. Okay. Now for that fluid to come out, it gets very narrow, right? And what I see is happening is we're bottlenecking the situation. Okay, all we're doing is like bottlenecking it to where everybody has to be in one place at the same time, which is ridiculous. Like every everybody's at Walmart at the same time. Everybody, they can't they can't go at midnight. They can't go at one o'clock in the morning anymore. We're we're bottlenecking everybody to go in at a certain time. That's going to cause more infections. Like these people don't understand. Oh man, it's crazy. If 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 we could protect ourselves and be able, if if everybody could be able to self isolate if they're yeah. sick and wear gloves and masks all the time, we'd be perfectly fine. We would be absolutely perfect. Actually, okay, I take that back with the masks. Um, the masks, if they were taught proper instructions on how to use the masks, then we'd be fine. Because <laughs> I read an article today. <laughs> dude i can't i can't tell you how many people i can't tell you how many yeah. people man i for see kids. wear the mask Absolutely. over their mouth and so, they still got their nose hanging out for all the listeners out there all the uh, time dude all and, the time you know i i did it i just bought mine uh, two packs got it on amazon of uh i got a neck gator I got a neck gator and it's got a carbon filter. It was $14 for yeah. a two pack, eight packs of carbon filters. Guys, carbon filters are good for, you know, getting rid of dust and stuff like that. I mean, it can trap viruses, stuff like that. But I'm telling you that thick cloth is going to be able to trap viruses. As long as you wash it after you're done, you're going to be fine. It's not going to penetrate through that cloth. <laughs> that's not how this works if 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 this was how it works like nobody would have been alive and yeah like everybody would have died from the plague <laughs> when they found out oh crap we're getting sick from this oh let's just cover our mouth you know yeah, yeah. it's 
And we're not even close to the plague yet, man. I People think I think we did a I, I think not honestly we did a good job of shutting down the country, stopping everything, stopping the spread as much as we possibly can. I just think that we're such a free country that we can't let you know the teenagers and the and the college kids of today we can, we can't harbor them. They're they're doing whatever they want, and that's how this virus is spreading. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm seeing it on Snapchat of people that I've added in, you know, in the past that I don't talk to anymore. I'm seeing it like uh, all over, like everywhere, all over the world, in the UK. Yeah, I've seen it. In the, yeah, they're oh, part, yeah, yeah. they're they're at each other's house, I'm seeing it. getting messed up. I'm they're, seeing it everywhere. They're getting now. drunk, whatever. Guys. Yep. Cookouts. I'm telling you, that day that we had 80 degrees, whatever that was, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whichever it was last week, I can't remember, but I remember going for a cruise because that's how I, you know, burn some time as I just drive around, you know. Um, but, I mean, everybody's cooking out. Like, I mean, whole family cookouts. In fact, like, my back door or my backyard neighbors, man, they were fucking, like, 20 of them yeah. out there, dude. It's like, man, yeah. all it takes is one of, one of those Absolutely. people to have it. Uh, now... I will say, Joe, and like, you all got it. <laughs> social yeah. distancing is fine. That's fine. Um, relatives, you know, that have been social distancing. It's kind of a common sense thing. Like, hey, you know, my mom's fine. You know, I could probably go over and see my mother. I can probably go over and see my my stepfather. I could, you know, see these things. Your grandparents, probably not. You may not want to go see them. That that is. Good. Oh yeah. 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 I've uh my grandparents that live on the farm, I've avoided them the whole time. And then my grandma and grandpa Hoff, they're older, so I go and check on them and visit them, but I do not come within Yeah, I wouldn't even say like good, ten man. foot. I just but, walk no, in the like, front door and honestly, say, Hey, make like, sure they're okay. A lot stuff. of people need to see so, what you're doing and yeah. do it. Stop partying. Yeah. Stop freaking get drunk with your homies. Go and see your family and get drunk with them and spend time, smoke weed, whatever you have to do with your family. Like, with your family, man. Like, this is what we need right now. You guys need all of the time with your family that you possibly have. Because you don't know whether or not tomorrow Trump signs the order to go fight China and everybody gets drafted. So, I'm just letting you know the draft is still alive. It is still a thing and it can still happen. So, (laughs) I mean... I'm not saying it's happening tomorrow, but it could. Oh, yeah. It could. Very well could. I'm just, you know, it's spend time with your family, man. Call call your call your family. Talk to them. Don't stay cooped up. Definitely don't stay cooped up, man. I was dying. Today I had, I had to go out. I had to, you know, drive around, you know, talk to a friend or two, come back home, you know. Yeah, like what I like to say in the podcast and I tell other people is like go you don't have to stay people. in your house. You go outside. COVID like get fresh people. air, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I mean, man. It amazes me some of the extent that people take this. Like I know I know a few people personally that won't even go outside their house. It's like, dude, what the... 
Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's, it's a good up, and a bad thing. I understand. Like they're uh, terrified. I think most of it's a guilty conscience because a lot of people have guilt con- consciences here in America. Some of us anyway. Uh, if I were to catch the disease, give it to somebody else, I would feel bad. That that would feel absolutely fucking horrible to me. Because oh, yeah. I don't know whether or not he's going to take it off and kill other people or yep. whatnot. I'm going to keep that out of my guilty conscience. That's... I'm going to stay inside. I'm going to see my family, see friends I know that have personally, socially distanced themselves, you know. Uh, yeah. It's crazy, man. It's freaking crazy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's um, up to you, man. Well, oh, if you want to go like ahead talking. and uh, end it, <laughs> we'll end really it like here, talking. man. Um, yeah, no, I do too. Um, I definitely enjoyed uh, having you on here and talking. Josh, uh, he left. He uh, is working tonight, so oh, good. Uh, he, got, he got to – his delivery spot and uh yeah and he's uh he said to tell you bye and stuff like that and sorry that yeah, he no, didn't no, say bye no but problem, he had to man. go and you were talking so didn't get to say time, bye so to interrupt you <laughs> my bad dude i'm sure I'll... yeah yeah absolutely yeah well hopefully we can have you back on here if you don't mind doing this i'm pretty good at debating a little bit you know not, not too bad. I mean, I'm I'm trying. To... Oh yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, getting into fights. Yeah. Well, getting I mean, fights. it's more like Facebook wins. But... <laughs> Facebook uh, arguments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the guy uh, I was talking to today, man, uh, is yeah. something else, dude. Yeah. Tell me that Nancy Pelosi wrote, signed that bill. I was like, no, nah, dude. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, you have no idea. And then he's telling me. You need a government class, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, dude, unfortunately, I'm pretty sure in government class, they never taught you about unemployment. So <laughs> they said, hey, it's a thing. And then they're like, all right, next subject. Like, <laughs> the, am I right? <laughs> they didn't break it down. They didn't say, oh, unemployment is uh, yeah. the federal guidelines of unemployment. And then there are state guidelines of unemployment. The federal guidelines sets the standards for the state. The state then issues the checks. Well, I didn't know that until my mid twenties. So <laughs> when I had to file for unemployment, but you know, it, uh, yeah, it's pretty simple, but these get, man, I'm telling you, people think they know things and it's, they, it, it just, oh man, in a situation like that, when somebody is so blown out of their mind about how the government works, and it's trying to tell me this, it, it, it scares me that he's going to go tell somebody else that's blind. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Oh, it's, it scares me. Oh, yeah, like, that that's is how it spreads, man. Total blink no joke. Ignorance. You have no idea what happened. He thinks that the House Minority Leader wrote the bill and sent it to the House, which passed it, and then Donald Trump signed it. That's not how this happened. The, the bill originated in the Senate from the Republican side, <laughs> was then passed through the Senate, and then sent to the House so that it could be a speedy, hey, let's get this money issued out. So 
whatever what revisions they did, I didn't think you personally could do revisions for stuff like that. I didn't think you could. I thought like when an emergency situation with a bill like that, the original bill just goes through. Like whatever the funding was going to go to, you know, that's it, period. You can't make amendments or whatever. Apparently they did. You know, I tried to tell this guy that, yes, there are amends to the the bill, which he still believes that Nancy Pelosi wrote this bill. But, (laughs) uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, the the hundred billion and well, I guarantee what you were just talking about the hundred billion in in, uh, revisions that was that was uh, signed in last week from Nancy Pelosi's side. Yes, was signed in. Yes, but let's like I said, a hundred billion. Yeah, not two trillion. (laughs) And you said it. You you went through and told told everybody. You know. Where it's going? That's that's crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. Just for further political propaganda, man. That's what this country is. We're in a crisis, and what do we need? We need schools. Oh man, we're in a crisis, and we need schools, and we need student loan debt paid. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. If this is a real crisis, I'm not really caring about who I owe money to at this point in time. Um, neither should the government because the government could collapse in any second. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's bad. Oh man. Uh, it's, we're good, man. That's what's scary to me, man, is our economy's ass right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll be just fine. Uh, this is actually, uh, the first time ever that the debt from China is actually being repaid at a rate faster than the interest rate is being, uh, consuming the amount. We are actually paying debt to our countries that we owe debt to at a, at a very fast and alarming rate. It's crazy. It's absolutely, absolutely crazy right now. Uh, I think that's what a lot of the spending was for, uh, for the relief was to, uh, so, it's it's smart, but at the same time, it's kind of shooting ourselves in the foot for a little bit. It's kind of a shoot yourself in the foot and run kind of situation. So, what we did there, when, you know, when we're buying back our debt, is we're we're boosting our currency value basically. Uh, now we're not going to see that in our prices at all. We're not going to see any of that. Uh, what we're going to see is oil prices drop like drastically um, if this works, which what happened? The oil pot prices dropped drastically. Uh, so it's working. We're buying back the debt, uh, which, you know, a lot of our debt is in oil asset. And this oil asset, once the price starts going down, that's when you know, hey, we're actually self-sustaining ourselves in oil. Not only in oil, but also we're bu- we're buying back our debt at a very fast fast rate. So uh, it's going to be it's going to the shoot yourself in the foot situation. It's going to crash the market for a little bit, but it's going to rebound. It'll rebound faster than it. I mean, once this COVID thing lifts, man, I'm telling you, 
there's going to be so many businesses opening up for stupid stuff. <laughs> I'm telling you, like I'm seeing Facebook videos of people making homemade hand sanitizer and selling them. I'm seeing people making uh, uh, homemade masks. Like it's, it's crazy, man. People, people are going wackadoo over this stuff. Innovation, technology, everything. I mean, everybody's running oh, yeah. the speed of light. They really are, sitting on our asses. <laughs> it's crazy, ain't it? It's freaking crazy. Oh, man. I, 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 if I were to go yeah, back to this is all crazy, man. To us sitting <laughs> Every at bit of it. our school lunch bench, you know, talking about how we just watched Scary Movie 3 for the first time. <laughs> if if I were to tell you that in 2020 we would be linking up again on a podcast to talk about a pandemic that's wreaking the nation, yeah, man, that's freaking crazy. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. I would have never guessed that. I would never. I would never guessed any of this, man. I would have never well, guessed that this this would when, have, you know got to this point. In 2017, when the uh, the H1N1 uh, really hit, uh, that was like kind of an eye opener for me about the whole uh, situation. They believe it started in Mexico, but uh, I'm telling you, like I guarantee it came from China. It started in China. All the like, I'm. It's crazy, man. These these doctors that that were talking about how the common cold and the flu can originate in China, and it makes sense because China right now is in their fall season. Or no, no, no. They were in their fall season when when this was happening. Yeah, yeah, yep. on, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, because they're on the same like, we, like you never hear about us, Britain right? having huge flu problems or anything like that because yeah. they're in the summertime. We never see Britain have huge flu numbers or anything like that. Same with France, Spain, any of those. We never see those huge numbers because not only are they kind of a, a Mediterranean tropical area, but also like it's warmer. It's warmer geographically there. So. It's like Austra- it's like Australia, man. Yeah, exactly. They hardly have any sickness, you know, but you know they got COVID because they got one a of those. To them, you know? Like th- these viruses are breeding cesspools in the wintertime. and uh, I really, really hope that like because I re- I read something it was about a month ago about the uh, one of the scientists was out in Nigeria tracking it. And noticed that a guy's family members that had been that had contracted it had given it to his family members, but not all of them. So they are believing that these huge, hot tropical areas are actually killing the virus off fast, so that it can't spread to other people. Um, which is good because well, I know we're coming in the summer season. Thank God. Yeah, and I know that another thing that comes into play is people's um blood type um their immune you know defense and um 
you know, different things like that. That's why not all people get, I mean, a lot of people are asymptomatic to a lot of sicknesses. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah. Like if you have a huge allergy problem, you're going to have problem. Uh, like me, I have huge allergy problems. Like right now I'm dying because the assholes in Paris were, uh, plowing and I just whiffed all that dust in my, in my, uh, lungs but uh yeah like i I mean you're gonna have a problem if you got it uh smokers vapors are gonna have a problem um unfortunately asthma um and the reason why i'm saying that is not only like smoking's bad for you of course but it obviously agitates the lungs and, you know, uh, further weakens your lungs for this virus to come and, you know, wreak havoc and possibly kill you. Uh, with vaping, vaping doesn't hurt your lungs per se, but it also causes your lungs to be like, you know, it, I'm not going to say that, you know, like you have like you guys naturally have fluid in your lungs, but you kind of do from the inhalation of a vape so it does make you a little bit more susceptible of of common colds and flus it's just, it's just like smoking it's the exact same thing as smoking oh, yeah. when when they talk about smoking the smoke can stain your lungs invisibly for like hours and you know like if you had you know a virus inside that smoke well the smoke's not going to kill the virus the virus is going to be protected and then you know it could wreak havoc in your lungs and cause pneumonia yep. and, and what have you. Um, that's why, like, I'm, I'm scared because, you know, every now and again I have a cigarette too, or, you know, every now and again I have a puff, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm scared of it, man. Like, <laughs> like some, of the, some of the accounts, yeah, they, they talk about these pre-existing conditions, but then you, you get accounts of people that didn't have pre pre-existing yeah pre-existing conditions and then dying from it like the doctor in wuhan yeah but how but how true that is is skewed another thing yeah i mean because like they've even admitted that a lot of the deaths that they've recorded as covid deaths may have not even been covid (laughs) so i don't don't know so in america I don't believe that's happened, but I guarantee in other countries it's probably happened. Guarantee it. The the yeah. the biggest thing that do the, another thing that really scares me about this situation is uh, is poor countries. Uh, poor countries, like <laughs> that's that's going to wreak havoc if it gets to South Africa. I'm sure it's in there. I'm sure it's there. South Africa has winters. It has summers and and falls. If it gets there, man, it's going to wreak havoc. They can't shut down the South African government for a month. Like they they can't shut down the Congo government for a month. They do not have the the economy to shut down the government for half a second. (laughs) Like it's crazy how, you know, I, I, I feel for those, those places, um, you know, if, if you're over in some kind of third world country listening in, 
and you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, just social distancing. I mean, I've talked to a lot of my friends from deployments that that are uh, foreigners. I'm, I'm talking to them constantly. I'm saying, hey, man, you know, are you doing all right? Are you safe? And he's like, yeah, man, I'm doing okay. You know, things are getting kind of scary. Uh, you know, because uh, I, did, I did see one third world country uh, actually do really good things. Um, they shut their borders down just very, very strictly. Uh, they do have a stay in place order just like the U.S. Uh, they're exercising it just like the U.S. Um, and they've closed all markets and, and, uh, and food places besides essential grocery stores. So that, that actually blew my mind seeing that. Uh, this is a country that, that has the population of 300,000, but uh, out of those 300,000, 50% of them are unemployed. The other 50% are either in the military or employed through private, you know, privatizing. So it's, a, it's definitely crazy to see a very small country like that, very poor uh, conditions to, to actually excel like that, man. It, it does give me faith in, in the world a little bit, but there's not going to be countries that are, that are as good as Belize, you know, that are third, third world. So we'll see, man. We'll, we'll see what happens. I, I just, I, if this hits, if this hits a poor country, I mean, it's going to wreak havoc, man. It's just, it's just like Ebola. That's wiping out, oh, it's yeah. wiping out African countries. Uh, yeah. Now, the Ebola virus uh, is actually um, a surprising virus because they believe that came from Somalian wet markets. So, and uh, we know from the past how Somalia deals with political government politics. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there is no political government in Somalia. So, <laughs> They actually got <laughs> yeah. so mad at each other that they started every single dude. This is funny thing about Somalia. They got so mad at each other that they started taking every city and making them their own country. That's how mad, mad at the president they were and at each other. Every single city was a, a different country back in the early two thousands. It was hilarious. Like I was reading something about that uh, the other day. Oh man. They were so mad. They they started designing flags and everything, and then like the next year, their dictator came in and was smashed all of it. Like, <laughs> came in, wrecked everything. Said, "Nope, this is my country." Then everybody's poor again. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts, man. How different the world is. Yeah, they're not going to handle it like we we're doing, and I know that for a fact. Yeah. and it's it's sad because. You know, if we're not all in this together, then we're all at each other's throats. And that's what's going to end up, you know, really, really killing this, man. I'm telling you. This is going to be. I'm hoping the summertime helps us out, man. You know, the warm weather and stuff. I hope that helps, you know, get rid of yeah, it. Yeah, I, I really. Kill it off. I and... really do. I did see right before we got onto the podcast, President Trump stopped funding to the to the uh, World Health Organization in the midst of this yeah, to uh, further the investigation of the origin. So to everybody out there that's, you know, seeing that uh, it's 
I think personally, it's a great thing. Um, we're kind of like smacking the hand of the people that literally are covering up the whole thing. Uh, we are 60% of the World Health Organization's budget. 60%. So for that type of organization to go behind our back and cover up things like they did in China, I don't believe they deserve the funding. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm completely, I would take it away from them. Completely on your side with that. Take it away. What What's the use of you then? Your purpose is to find infectious diseases, their origins, and to figure out strategies in combating the origin. That is that is your job. And you failed to do that. You covered it up per the Chinese propaganda. And then you refuse service to Taiwan because China says for you not to give any service to Taiwan. Literally a country that has like 1% rich people and the rest are poor. <laughs> like stuff like that, man. It just, it blows my mind that we can let, we can fund organizations like that, that do things, you know, who, who actually runs it? You know, like we give this money to them. Who actually runs it? Do we have an American running it? Is there, you know, know a British guy back there or is it all Chinese people? Like we, we don't know. And that I think we should, I, I think the media needs to stop censoring things. I think the media needs to stop uh, picking left and right and, you know, arguing with each other about stupid things like Chinese virus and like trying to get freaking student loan debt paid in the middle of a crowd. And here's where we ran into technical difficulties, so we decided to end it. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed and tune in for the next episode. Oh, what?